both an art and a science, valuations are complex things and their impact is enormous, making the difference between generational wealth creation and a comfortable retirement. At Bizval, we know how tough it is to grow and run a business, which is exactly why we've made valuations simpler. Whether you are using our online tool Bizval Live or reaching out to us for a concierge offering where we spend more time on your numbers and your business and give you detailed feedback, you can be sure that the same techniques being used by professional investors are also being used by us. And with Bizval Bootcamp, we will prepare you for those discussions with investors. Welcome to this edition of the Bizval Podcast. I have such an interesting guest this time around. Firstly, I had to learn how to say her name, which is a name I've never heard before. And apparently it's rare, even in Argentina, where she hails from. But that is Wenu Salsana. Thank you so much for joining me. You've started some really interesting businesses that I think people will be familiar with. So I'm very interested to chat to you about that. Uh, thank you and welcome to the show. And I think let's get into, into some of the things you've done. Welcome. Thank you so much. So I'll list a couple. So Galileo, which is the outdoor movies in Cape Town. I think I've been to a lot of them. I think if you've ever visited Cape Town and you haven't tried that, you've kind of missed out a bit. I don't know how long ago you you know, stopped being involved in the business. I assume you are no longer involved in the business. Was that sold? Yes, yes. I sold it two years ago. Two years ago. Okay, so that's not so long ago. So, you know, that is a fantastic thing. If you're ever in Cape Town, go check it out. Adventure Boot Camp, there's a name that may well ring a bell for people. I know some people who have been to Adventure Bootcamp before, so that's also very cool. Those are just two names in a list of things you've done. And the common thread across all of them, it seems to be around, I suppose, experiences. Is that a fair summary of sort of where your passion lies? Yes, experiences that I think mix other things in a way that hasn't been done before. Yeah, exactly. I mean, where did you, where did you start? You know, you came to South Africa, I think you said when you were 12, from Argentina, but you've traveled all over the place. What was the journey to your first business? Sure. You know, I think as a little girl, I, I wanted to be a hotel manager and uh, I studied hotel management. Looking back, I think what I liked about hotel management is that it was so varied. Uh, as If you're an owner of the hotel or the general manager, you have to deal with front of desk and the rooms and the restaurants. And I liked that variety. And I always said I wanted to be the general manager of a hotel. And I think that came from the fact that I actually enjoy running a business and running different things as a business owner you know that you you have to sometimes clean the toilet and also serve the guests and also raise funds and I mean you you really wear all the hats and that's what I like and I think after I didn't really put two and two together until I finished studying hotel management I was living in in London and I did all kinds of jobs I did you know the you, you sign up with these agencies where they they've put you in all kinds of companies, you know, you're a temp. And being a temp was just great. I was experiencing multiple businesses from lawyers to handing out flyers to all kinds of different companies. And I loved just the variety of it. And I soon discovered that I was quite good at organizing and, you know, getting ideas off the ground. And when I was living in Canada in 2001, I was there in 2001 to 2005, I just really got the urge to to start my own business, which I did. That was my first business in Canada. And having had that experience of being a business owner and, you know, curating your own hours and basically doing whatever you want um, with the risk and reward that that entails, I was hooked. I mean, I don't think I, I never had a job after that. It was just not in my nature. And I've done many businesses since. Yeah. Yeah, I think if it's in your blood, it's in your blood. And I think the lesson there is, 
It almost doesn't matter what your current job is. If it's in your blood, you will learn something from that job that you will apply to your own business one day. I remember it was much the same for me. I didn't do as many different things as you did. I followed a way more structured path. You know, you study finance, you become a chartered accountant, you do your articles, but you can still observe around you all the time. You know, how does this business work? And I found that was always how I used to think. I'd go to a restaurant and I wasn't just looking at the decor. I'd think, you know, oh, that's interesting. I wonder how much that costs or you know, I wonder if this business is actually working. I also always had a fascination with hotels for some reason. I don't know why. There's just something about the service industry. I do understand the appeal. You know, there's something cool about making people happy. Maybe that's what it is. I think also, you know, I've, tra I've traveled a lot, really. I think I've, I don't know how many countries, but close to 50. And every time I travel, my, you know, my eyes open up like this. And I look at the way they do things in other countries. And I always bring it back to South Africa or wherever I'm living at the time. And I go, wow, we don't have this back home. This would be so cool. I mean, just now I was in Argentina and in the park, there was this lady with this, these easels and the kids would come and paint, you know, color in a drawing of say Paw Patrol or something like that. And I just looked at it and it was full of kids. It was pretty easy. I mean, I literally took photos. I wrote everything down. I did the calculations and I was like, this could definitely work in certain places. And so there it is. I mean, I've got a little folder with my easel painting for kids idea and I've got a few of those and that's just from traveling. And honestly, if I had time, I would start many more. I just think it's fun. It is fun. Building from zero is a lot of fun. And and actually in businesses, right, there are people who go from zero to a product and then they almost, you almost need to hand it over or you'll break it. I don't know if that's a fair, because I'm the same. Like at some point you almost need to say, okay, I either have to do something new now or hmm, I don't know, you know, because the worry is, okay, I'm going to break this thing because I'm going to get bored. I'm going to try something different and it's going to be wrong. And it takes a lot of maturity to know when to hand it over, right? Yes, I think I've been told that I'm a bit of an all-rounder because I also enjoy managing it. Like once I get it up and running, I do enjoy fine-tuning. There's always a fine-tuning that you can do, right? I mean, look, I've, I've ha I had Adventure Bootcamp for 11 years and I had the Galileo for nine. And both of those, I would say the last two years of each I was thinking, oof, okay, I need to I need to sell now because now I've plateaued in terms of my learning and you know, also you run out of energy. I mean, 11 and nine years is a long time. You know, you eventually run out of energy. That passion that you had, which you have because you're learning and growing and you're putting ideas into place. Eventually, when you reach that plateau, you do get a little bit, for me anyway, stagnant and bored. And that's when I think, okay, now i got to sell. I mean, for the Galileo, it was either expanding overseas, um, which was quite fun, uh, the idea, or or selling it, basically. I mean, I could have moved to also Joburg. You know, here it was like the, the whole security issue. But yes, you, you either have to keep moving forwards or, or keep developing or keep growing or, or you go to sell. Then, yes, I, I agree with you. I mean, then you get bored. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, selling businesses is, is pretty much what BizVal is about, right? It's about helping founders actually do that. Your experience in selling, I mean, you had brands where I can almost imagine people were knocking on the door to say, hey, if you ever want to sell this, I like it. Was that your experience or did you have to actually go and run a whole process to go and find a buyer for these businesses? For the Galileo, I had a couple of people ask before I was ready, uh, which was quite nice. I think they were, I don't know how serious they were about it, but certainly 
you know, you start thinking, okay, well, you know, this, this wouldn't be that hard to sell. It's in the public eye. A lot of people know about it. For Adventure Bootcamp, I don't think I had that. It was very interesting selling both businesses. And by the mm. way, I think it's amazing uh, what Bizwell is doing. And also in terms of just helping people value their businesses, I think it's super, super valuable to have your business valued when you're not ready to sell it. Because one day you will sell it. Uh, or you, you know, even when you get really old, even if you don't want to sell it, I mean, if you're, if you're like 90 years old, you, you're going to want to sell it. So it is really good to know where you are and what things you should get in place or get ready in order to sell it. Now, when I went through this process with Adventure Bootcamp, which was the first time I basically uh, interviewed a whole bunch of uh, business realtors, I guess. And I got a lot of information from them about the process and what things buyers look for, what things you need to have in place. And I have to say my, my business was pretty clean, I, especially when it comes to accounting records. I, I think a lot of business owners like, shy away from that. I get it. I don't love accounting. I don't love looking at the books every month, but I do. I'm, I, I know what's going on in the business. So anyway, I think that's important, you know, to look at the numbers and to understand it. And, and entrepreneurs, yes, to sell a business, you have to look at that. I think just to run a business, you have to look at that, right? I mean, it's it's all good and well to believe that a great product and cool marketing and a nice Instagram page will get you there. But in reality, those things will get you started. They won't get you there. Um, I also enjoyed that comment you made about, you know, when you're 90, you might want to sell it. It says quite a lot about you that your default go-to retirement age in your head is 90. Because I think that's one of the gifts of entrepreneurship, right? Is you can carry on. You're not getting forced to retire um, people don't take that into account, you know, when they look at like their corporate earnings versus what they can make in a business, your corporate earnings will stop at 65 and then you're on your pension. If you own your own business, the retirement is, uh, it doesn't really happen, right? And it doesn't have to happen. It can keep you busy into your twilight years. But you know, the thing is, I don't, I don't know if everybody understands this. It's really fun to do it. Like I enjoy running my business. I mean, what else would I do? I mean, it's fun. It's quite crazy but sometimes when I got free time the, the funnest thing I can do is just think about new ideas and get creative and you know brainstorm and then like research you know you're preaching to the choir here I can take about one day off maximum and then I'm like I'm itchy I want to do something or I want to at least do something adjacent you know read something useful yeah something I take my laptop on holidays and people are like oh shame I'm like no no I mean it's okay like uh, I'm enjoying it <laughs> yeah, yeah. and plus I know I'm gonna live to 104 you know what I've had this since I was a kid. 104, 104 that's a very precise yeah, estimate since I was a kid you know so now it's in my head and you know what you know what you believe becomes reality so I'm like okay I'm gonna go with it 104 I mean 104 is a good is a good innings you'll have to do stuff to keep you occupied till then that's fun but you are right entrepreneurs have fun entrepreneurs have fun the reality is that uh well let me rephrase that if you're not having fun in your business you need to ask yourself some very tough questions i think that's the point you know because then then what are you doing then you should you may as well just be in a corporate right because if you're going to hate it anyway you may as well hate it with certainty and it ends at 5 p.m because most entrepreneurial endeavors do not end at 5 p.m and and you're right i mean i went on a holiday to uh, the nice hill climb which is my favorite motorsport event of the year you know with my best mates basically and you know we yeah almost all my best mates it was a great it was a great trip and you know everyone was kind of sleeping off the big night the next morning and i was sitting there with my laptop looking at the canal busy writing a financial mail column and i wouldn't have had it any other way to be honest because it's such a privilege to be able to do that to write something that thousands of people want to read like that is so cool you know, and, and sometimes I have to remind myself, you can't sit complain about that. It's, it's an absolute privilege. And I think the businesses that you built are also, they've, they've 
people love them. I mean, I've been a client of, oh, that's the right word, a customer of the Galileos a million times. And I've watched so many movies. It's an amazing concept. It's one of the best things you can do in Cape Town. Oh, thanks. Yeah, thanks. I think, you know, what you said is it, it just goes for life. You know, if you're not enjoying it or whatever it is that you're doing, you really do have to do things in your life that you enjoy. Life is short. You can die tomorrow. There's, it's no point uh, spending your time working to, you know, pay for things that maybe you don't even want. I mean, I don't know. Just know what you want. Focus on the things that make you happy. It's just a recipe for a good life, basically. The other theory I have is that entrepreneurs actually make better personal finance decisions in many cases than people working in corporates because we don't have that certainty of income, right? So typically, we don't necessarily throw the dice on, you know, here's a brand new, super expensive car that I can kind of only just afford because you just don't know. So that's the other thing that's really interesting. If I kind of look at a lot of friends in corporate, certainty of income is a blessing and a curse. And personally, I believe it's mainly a curse, but that's because obviously I'm very much an entrepreneur. Um, you know, people in corporate will think completely differently about that. But that is the reality. If you have this in your blood, you have this in your blood, you know, as you said, and you've got to be able to deal with failure. I'm sure for someone who has started as many different things as you, I bet you there are, I'm guessing there are 10 other things that you almost started or tried that didn't work out. I mean, what is your kind of best failure story? Yeah, people always ask me that. I, I, I can't say I've got very big failures, but I think what I do do is I do the numbers very quickly. I never do a business plan. People go like, do you have your business plan? Well, no, I, I, I put things in an Excel sheet. Look, I'm never like overly positive. So I go, okay, let's look at the figures, right? What if I, we have this, we have that? You just do the numbers. It's really like a matter of putting it in an Excel sheet and being realistic. You might love the idea, but you know, it doesn't mean that everybody else would. You've got to be very humble that way. And people get very excited about their ideas and they think, oh my gosh, it's the best idea ever. And you got just just ask other people, right? Um, get everybody's feedback because just because you love it doesn't mean everybody does. So I do that very early on, like literally when I'm first thinking, first, like the first day I think about an idea, this could be cool, I do the numbers. And um, yeah, and those numbers keep being refined, refined. And so I wouldn't say I've got any massive failures. I did have a clothing company that I ran for two years, just under two years, and I sold it. I just I just broke even with selling it. You know, I had a lot of stock that I sold. Um, so it wasn't what I'd expected originally. You know, I had big dreams for that, and that didn't really happen. Um, I didn't lose money. I think I've had, yeah, a couple of other things. No, I wouldn't say I've, I've, I've lost a lot of money. I mean, touch, touch wood. <laughs> So I can't, I can't say big, big failures. Oh, that's good. To, to be able to say that is a win. I mean, the, the business plan point is interesting. So I had one, I suppose, one startup that did genuinely fail properly. It was the only one. It was the first one that I was involved in. So this was years ago. And guess what? I did a whole business plan for it. It's the only one I've ever done a business plan for, and it was the only one that failed. So I agree with you. I think that this business plan concept, I mean, most of the people who drummed home this idea of a business plan to me, you know, and, and some people won't like this, but it was it was sort of high school teachers teaching business and maybe a lecture or two. And, and I guess how many actual businesses any of those people have ever started in their lives is zero. So, you know, the reality is the people teaching business are often the wrong people. Um, and I'm not talking about more technical finance stuff. I'm talking about genuine entrepreneurship. I always cringe at this concept of entrepreneurship as a subject being taught by someone who's never started a business. I mean, I would not go to the gym and get a personal trainer who is incredibly unfit. So why do you get people to teach business who have no experience in it? That's one of the problems that I 
I'm quite convinced that I will be able to solve one day at some point. It's kind of the next thing on the list I want to do when my life normalizes a bit is, is try and just do it in a way where the right people are teaching this stuff, you know, or at least they have the right resources for it. Because this concept of, you know, here's the table of contents of a business plan. It's just the worst imaginable way to teach anyone anything about business. It's the worst advice, right? And I, I agree with you. I agree with you because every time I go back to the business plan, I go, okay, I mean, I, mean, I suppose a lot of the stuff is for me, it's like common sense. Of course, you've got to think about who your market is. I mean, you know, who are you targeting? But that's, you know, that uh, if you don't think about that, maybe you shouldn't be an entrepreneur. But there's some, just some obvious things. I think the numbers are important. I don't know. There's a, there's a lot that goes into it, but I completely agree with you. Sometimes I've never done a business plan, so I've, I've never done one. Yeah, the stuff to think about is, you know, what are you going to do differently to your competitors? And that doesn't have to be written down as a business plan. That's something you need to just have in your mind. What is going to differentiate you? End of story. If you can get that right, that is most of the battle won. Yes. I often get people going, I'm going to open, you know, a restaurant or something. And it's exact, it's a carbon copy of the next one. And I go, oh my goodness, please, can you think out the box? You know, look, even I just spent a year and a half in Argentina. I just came back four months ago. And uh, on the side of the road, they sell these churros, which is like in Spain. All right. So, okay. They're very nice. But you have like, I mean, 10 people selling the exact same thing. And all I want is a Coke and a water, you know, and I'm going, seriously, because nobody think out the box here and give me like a hot chocolate or a Coke or a water. It's like, I can have a churro, but then what the hell do I do? I can have a churro, but then I would like to, you know, have some water afterwards. It's, my mouth is dry. And, you know, people, this is, this is it. I mean, we are... I don't know, sometimes we're like sheep, right? I mean, people are a lot like sheep, right? They just copy the next guy. And I just go, look, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You don't have to come up with a food that doesn't exist in the world. Just do something a little bit different and think about it logically. If I'm driving down the road and, you know, I might want something to eat. I mean, surely there's other foods. And it's the same thing with starting a business. Why do you want to start another restaurant that does exactly the same thing as, as the next guy? Why don't you do a restaurant where, I don't know, you have cats there. And, you know, like, you know, there's restaurants they have in Japan where you get to pet a cat. I don't know. I haven't seen one here. I mean, maybe it works. Maybe it doesn't, you know, some research would need to go into that. But what about a restaurant where, I don't know, you know, it's like for in the, for singles or a restaurant that you get to cook your own food, whatever. Yes. And I'm just, All three of those are interesting something already. Something right. different. Yeah, no, I get it. And I, I think that's the benefit of travel, you know, and you mentioned something important yes. that I think is, yeah, is well worth highlighting again, is just the extent to which you've traveled. You've seen a whole bunch of different business models. And at the end of the day, no one really comes up with something that is truly, absolutely unique. There's no. a very good chance no. that it exists somewhere else in the world. And there's an even better chance that on one of your travels, you've seen something that triggered a thought to say, hey, this would work in Cape Town. Why is this not in yes. Cape Town? You know? and, and travel is one of yes. the very best things I think you can spend your money on. Look, it's the best university. My, I've got young kids. I tell you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kick them out of the house and, t and, and literally buy them a ticket to anywhere and just go. go. And, um, and if they say, well, I have no money, and I'll say, don't worry about it. You'll figure it out. You're not going to sleep on the street. Just go. And that's it. You don't need a lot of money to travel. You don't need, you know, you do, the experience will be worth, I don't know, the, the best university. So that it has been for me as well, at least. Yeah, I completely agree. I completely agree. So last thing I want to touch on, I mean, you've got a few businesses at the moment still. I mean, how many are you currently still running, actually? So That's two. something I wanted to ask you. 
two. two. Okay. So one of them is let's go see yes. <laughs> if I'm right, which I had a look on the website is pretty cool. I mean, it's, you know, do you want to just spend a couple of minutes just talking about what that is? Cause I think it's, I think it's pretty fun. I think I might, um, I think I actually might come do one of those with you. Cause I just think it's a cool idea. It is super fun. So I'm just very interested in how things are made. And I also had a pub quiz group of friends I kind of combine the two but basically we take small groups of people to interesting businesses and factories to show them how things are made and the tour is run by the owner of the business usually they take us through the process of how a t-shirt is made a cup is made a pen is made whatever things that surround us so we don't really know how those things are done so the tour is about an hour long just over an hour and then afterwards we go to a coffee shop or restaurant down the road and we play a really fun and interactive pub quiz based on what we just learned so the questions come from the the guests themselves we get get them to mingle and meet each other and it's really fun so the idea is we learn new things we meet new people we have a good time we have a laugh and it's something different and you know it's so wonderful to go inside these businesses and hear the stories from these entrepreneurs usually they're the the guy that started the company because people often think it's perhaps it's easier than than what they realized to run a business at, at the Galileo. People would like come look around and be like, oh, how many people are here? Oh, look, you just put up a screen, you show a movie and this is good business. And they don't realize there's a lot, a lot that goes into that, right? So it's, it's nice to hear from these business owners, you know, how they got started, mm-hmm. the challenges and, and the intricacies into making these things. It's usually a, a lot more, I mean, yeah, it's a lot more complex than people realize, and you leave with uh, with a lot of appreciation, and um, it, it builds a lot of empathy and understanding. So I like that. I like that people get to appreciate the other a lot more than than they would just buying the product. I mean, up, up, upcoming events. Let's go see how leather accessories are made. Let's go see how jam is made. By the time this is published, those will have happened. Cook Sisters, Wicker Furniture, Rugs. An FM radio station, Honey and Apparel. All of that is happening in the next kind of six weeks. I think that is phenomenal. I think that is such a cool business. And yeah, just brilliant. I love it. I love everything about that. Like a radio station, you know, I've been I've been to a radio station by Trift Towns, but I tell you the first time I went into a radio station, I was like, wow, you know, you <laughs> it's so cool. The mic, the on-air sign, the walls with the soundproof thing and and, you know all the screens and you know my eyes were like super big just taking all of this in so if you've never been inside a radio station isn't that cool like to get shown around and to see this is the dj this is this is how things work i think it it works for people that are interested in life (laughs) yeah totally and how businesses work i mean this is your this is the little girl in you coming through right walking around looking at businesses wanting to understand how they work now you've built a business that lets people do that i think that is Brilliant. Now, of course, I have to ask to finish off, what is the other business? Because you said there are two. Yes. So now the other business is very weird. Are you ready? (laughs) Hit us. Hit us. So I am quite a spiritual person. As long as it's legal. (laughs) Kidding. Yeah, no, no, no. You know, know, it's so funny. My brother uh, who passed away, who actually inspired this new business, uh, he also was a bit of an entrepreneur and he he always used to confide in me and he says, uh, boo, he called me boo. Guess what? I said, what? He's like, don't tell mom, don't tell mom, but I've got this opportunity to buy this like sex website. What do you think? I said, oh, well, I don't know. He's like, it's really good money. 
I'm like, don't tell mom. Don't tell mom. I'm like, we'll just keep this one between ourselves, shall we? So again, no, this one. So so actually, this this brother of mine uh, passed away 13 years ago, and it really opened up this door for me into the spiritual world. And I've been doing lots of things in the in in this arena, I guess, from meditations to yoga to uh, yeah, different courses. And one of those things is channeling. Channeling is so, so channelers are people who are able to connect to energies and entities that we can't see and have these speak through them. It's not necessarily deceased people. Those are called mediums. So mediums will speak to deceased people. Channelers speak to angels, extra dimensional beings, spirit guides, your higher self, um, like like groups of consciousness. It's very complicated because obviously as human beings, we only know what we can sense with our five senses. So... So these, these people exist all over the world, there's very many of them, and you, when you have a session with them, you're speaking directly with the entity or the energy, and so they already do it, and what I'm doing is I'm doing a platform uh, called Oracle, it's, called, it's O-R-Y-K-L, and we it's like the Airbnb of channelers. So the channeler has their own page, the video, you know, price, calendar, booking, and they can book a session, Automatic emails get sent out. You have your session, uh, gets recorded, and it's very beneficial. I do. I find you know. I've been I've been researching this for many, many, many years. Just the information that comes through it doesn't really matter so much where it comes from. The information that comes through is really valuable to us because they explain the nature of reality, who we are, and how we can lead the best life possible. And I, I think it's a very worthwhile cause to. To do. I mean, I, I always said my next business had to be to help the world, and I, I believe that this is it. I believe this is what I came to Earth to do. I know it's like a big thing to say, but I, I do. Hey, I get that. If uh, if you can find whatever your purpose is in life, that's cool. I'm doing what mine is, and what I think it is. So I get it, and that is very interesting. And that is another example of you doing something that is interesting and different and out of the box. And that I think is the biggest lesson from you is do the stuff that comes naturally to you. And that's certainly what I've taken from this. It doesn't matter what that is. It doesn't matter what your own interests are in life. Just, you know, if you don't like restaurants, don't go and invest in a restaurant. Please, you know, just don't do that to yourself. No, you hit the nail on the head. And, you know, and you know when people say, you know, everybody has their gift, we really do. So you got to go, what am I really good at? Like you, for example, you're obviously very good at doing this. You love finance, you like business, you like talking to people, you like doing these podcasts. That's what you're good at and you will be successful at it. Like you are successful at it. So people are very conditioned with society, what their parents and school and other friends and, you know, the pressure with, you know, the, the, the Joneses next door. You know, like you really need to like slow down, like take some time off and go, okay, what do I love? What am I good at? What are my gifts? And put it all together in a package that's unique because I promise you, everybody is so unique. And, you know, and it's just, you're going to have a happier life. So, yeah, I, th- I think um, that's that's really what Oracle's all about as well. It's just like helping people find that purpose. And, um, yeah, and I think you're inspiring people through this podcast as well to do that. Thank you. It's certainly trying. So I'll leave you with the thing that I read that led to the start of the finance course. It was a Tim Ferriss article on his uh, interview with Scott Adams, who started the Dilbert cartoon. 
And he talks about the Dilbert principle. I don't know if you remember the Dilbert cartoons, you know, the little chubby guy who works in the office with the little round glasses back when people were still reading newspaper cartoons, right? And he interviews the, the guy who started and he basically says, you know, how did you get to this point? And he said, well, at the end of the day, he felt that he was a little bit funny, but he wasn't funny enough to really become a comedian. And he could draw, but he couldn't draw well enough to become an artist. And he was working in a corporate, but he was not good enough to become the CEO. So he was at this crossroads where he was reasonably good at three things, but not outstanding at any one of them in isolation. And he sat down and he said to himself, okay, that's fine. But what is the intersection of those three things? What can I do that uses all three of them that I would be able to do better than any other person I know? And he arrived at, I will draw a funny cartoon about corporate life. And it's an astonishingly simple framework and one of the most powerful things you will read or hear in your life because you don't have to be Usain Bolt. You don't have to be the best sprinter in the world. You need to be who you are with your mix of skills and you need to ask yourself, what does those mix of skills do that no one else can do? And that's how I started The Finance Ghost because I kind of took the mix of writing, speaking and my deep finance knowledge in the background that I'd built over the years in investment banking. I didn't know anyone else who could do this, so I did it and it worked. You know, and it's a really cool framework. So I thought you'd appreciate that because it seems to be the way you think. I think that's amazing. I love that. I absolutely love that. I wish, you know, I think, I think that for anybody listening to this, go ahead and do that exercise, what you just said. You know, what are the little things that you're good at? Can you put them all together into a unique you business? That's great. We're going to leave it there. I want to give you a sincere thanks for joining me on the show. I've absolutely loved every minute of this. And uh, yeah, just keep doing what you're doing. I don't think this will be the last time we chat. I've got a couple of people I want to introduce you to, actually, because um, I think you're super interesting. But thank you, Wayne Salsana. Thank you so much. People who want to connect with you, uh, LinkedIn. I, I will say this. Go check out letsgosee.events. I think that's such a rad business. I'm going to go and do some of that. But um, if people want to connect with you, is LinkedIn the right spot oh my gosh you know what i'm, I'm 45 I'm, I'm i'm not catching up to all the social media i'm even i even struggle with instagram i mean you can't find another one who's also on facebook i'll i'll reply uh send me a message there my linkedin profile is there but oh I'm just there's too much going on kids business you know yeah but i'm on there no trust me i understand fantastic thank you so much for joining and we will do this again i'm sure thank you so much thank you Ciao.